Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, people say, oh, comparison is a thief of joy. But sometimes comparison is the light that starts a fire under your butt. Okay? I'm saying it now. Like, sometimes it's good to compare. Okay? It's market research. Hey, bestie. Welcome to the first episode of Big Sis Advice, where I tell you advice that I wish my big sister told me, but I didn't have one. So I had to learn it the hard way. So I'm going to be the big sister for you, so you wouldn't have to learn the hard way like I did. I feel like we haven't talked like this in a while and it's a great spin-off from the spoiled girly support group classes we've been doing so we're still gonna do that but I feel like there's just certain types of things that I want to tell you that I couldn't in the support group classes because there's just like no good segue so this is it think of this as the office hours to the classes you know like we're just vibing here this series will definitely be more spontaneous and not as curated because it's just me talking to you bestie to bestie so let's get into it. You are not privileged enough to pursue your passion. The very ugly truth is that if you are low or middle class, there are some jobs that your children cannot afford to go into. Because if they do, they will be so financially strapped that they will not be able to help themselves. It does not matter if their passion is to do whatever that is. They will not be able to afford to put a roof over their head, pay for groceries, and also exist. And pretending otherwise is a massive disservice to them. Not just a massive disservice, but cruel. It's cruel because they are going to have a collision with reality and it is going to be very ugly and very hard and they're going to undergo a lot of financial stress. All because you didn't have a conversation with them where you said, hey, how much money do you need to actually exist and pay your bills? And it's not capitalist or whatever. This is every single person on planet Earth in every single country everywhere needs to have food to put in their mouth, clothes to put on their backs, and a roof over their head. Doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter doesn't matter you have to do it where you live dictates how you have to get those things if your child lives in the u.s they have to earn enough to be able to pay for those things that is just the reality of it and hinging their financial stability on government loans government bailouts or systemic overhaul of entire systems is not a realistic way to help them succeed into the future it is cruel and it is unkind So ask your high schoolers how much money they need in order to exist. Help them figure out what careers will first put them on a financially stable footing so that then they can worry about helping others. But they need to put their oxygen masks on first. Because clocking in every day to help people when you cannot help yourself is a truly terrible position to be in. 
You're not privileged enough to pursue your passion. I know that's a very shocking statement, but I wish people told me that before I had to learn the hard way. And it's one of those things that the people who do have the privilege, they have to tiptoe around it because they don't want to acknowledge their own privilege and they want to seem supportive of others. But I will tell you now, you're not privileged enough to pursue your passion. And that's okay. And I say this as someone who did learn the hard way. Obviously, if you have the privilege, the financial privilege, the connections privilege, go for it. Like, I love seeing women win in their own ways. But if you don't have those things and you're trying to make it work with pursuing your passion and you're taking on all this debt, all these student loans, all the credit card debt to make it work, you're further disadvantaging yourself. Okay, you didn't have a lot of privilege to begin with. And then you're digging a deeper hole for yourself. Can we like have some foresight and project five to 10 years in the future, whatever you're pursuing, like what's the financial return on that? Are you taking out student loans for a career that won't be able to help you pay off those student loans? And you don't have a trust fund. You don't have parents who will help you pay it off. You don't have an inheritance in your future. Like, okay, we need to live in reality. Because if we don't make decisions based on reality, reality will knock us around. Fashion, art, and philosophy, all things you need to be rich to pursue full-time. And like I said, I wish I didn't learn this the hard way, but at least you benefit from my mistakes that I learned the hard way. And I definitely acknowledge the immense privilege of going to school, going to grad school, and being able to learn the hard way in the first place and having like family support through all of that. That in itself is a privilege. But let me tell you, even with all those privileges of a supportive family to help me get through all of that, a supportive social support system who none of them told me to quit, honestly, like that in itself is a privilege. Like having people who see the value in the type of education I was getting, like that in itself was a privilege. But it still was not enough. Because while I was on that track of pursuing my passion and being in these privileges, privileged spaces, every month, every quarter, every year, I calculated the opportunity cost of staying where I was pursuing my passion. You know, people say, oh, comparison is a thief of joy, but sometimes comparison is the light that starts a fire under your butt, okay? I'm saying it now, like sometimes it's good to compare, okay? It's market research. So as time went by, I'm like comparing what are other women with my similar education getting that I wasn't getting financially. And that's the opportunity cost of staying where I was at, on staying in the path that I decided when I was younger and I was just committing to it. It was a huge opportunity cost. And on top of the earnings, the compound interest, I was missing out big time. For the life that I wanted, I couldn't afford to miss out. I couldn't afford to not make whatever other women with my similar education were making. And all I had to do was leave where I was at. Literally, I didn't have to do anything, just work somewhere else. And in my first year out of pursuing my passion, my first year at my lazy girl job, I made a lot more working less. I was happier. And obviously, it was a less prestigious situation. But at that point, I no longer cared about prestige. It's now more about me. That's the thing. A lot of us pursue our passion because they are high prestige usually. But if you're a person who values your own personal metrics more than prestige, you're not going to be happy chasing prestige because that prestige comes at a cost. Okay, a real cost, an opportunity cost, a financial cost, an emotional cost. So you really need to think if you want to pursue your passion, do you have enough privilege to pursue your passion? And not just to pursue it, do you have enough privilege to miss out on other opportunities? 
to pursue this passion. And I know we love to talk about getting that bag and dating provider men, but a woman should always have her own. And here's one more thing. You need to quit more, okay? You need to be a better quitter and feel better about quitting. Quit more, quit early, quit, 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 okay? Just quit, be a good quitter. I love being a quitter. When something no longer serves me, I'm out. You cannot be market-driven and then cling on to something that has a low chance of giving you the results that you want, okay? When there's a bunch of other things that you can do or take or pursue right now that has a much higher chance of getting you the things that you want. And you're missing out on all of that because you're clinging on to what's comfortable, you're clinging on to what's known, to what's safe. You need to internalize the concept of opportunity cost. Choosing something now is at the cost of missing out on something else. So you better be careful with all the choices that you're making in life, okay? Choose wisely. Staying in a place that isn't serving you now because it's what's familiar and what's safe and what's known, it's at the cost of being in another place that may be different, that may be foreign, that may be uncomfortable, but will serve you better and give you the results that you want faster. Okay, the earlier you quit, the earlier you pivot, the earlier you start enjoying whatever it is that you think will get you a better result, the earlier you bring your happiness. The earlier you cut down the opportunity costs that you are incurring every single day, week, month that you are staying in a place where you are stagnant, in a place that is costing you more than you can imagine. Okay, and as market-driven girlies, we recognize the value of quitting and quitting early and quitting fast and quitting better and quitting more. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. You don't need to prove that you can do something, that you can accomplish something, that you're better than everyone else. Just do what's best for you. Because that's what keeps a lot of people from quitting things that no longer serve them. It's like that judgment from others or that perception of judgment from others that, oh, well, she's a quitter. Well, yeah, I am a quitter. Like watch me quit everything. And the life hack is to stop telling people what you're doing, okay? Just do it, then they're gonna know. If they notice, good. If they don't notice, better. Because it actually makes it easier for you psychologically to quit things when you know people are not watching, you know people won't really notice. Just do it, okay? Stop seeking external validation for your internal feelings. Anyway, don't think that you should throw away your passion completely. You can do something that's easy for you and profitable and pursue your passion as a hobby or pursue it part-time instead of as your main income. You must first give yourself the privilege and then pursue your passion. Compound interest favors the youth. And I hate to stress you out, but everything you do now rolls into something bigger later, okay? All the investments you make into your health, your relationships, your career, your business, your education, whether it be formal or informal, it'll all snowball into something bigger later. And all the shortcuts, the negligence, the ignorance, in these aspects will also snowball into something bigger later. And I know that's stressful to hear, but it's true. So if you find yourself further down the line, it's never too late. And the best time for positive change is now. Back to the topic, like I said, you don't have to throw away your passion completely because passion is what fuels us to do the things that we wanna do and like it helps us go the extra mile to make our own life experience better and to spread that positivity and light into the world, okay? So passion is what lights up the fire under our butt. So you don't have to throw it away completely, but you also cannot make it the end of you, okay? So on top of pursuing your passion part-time or postponing it, here's what you can do. You can find the root 
of your passion and pursue your passion. Like, what do I mean by that? As it turns out, academia wasn't my passion. It was an outlet for my passion, but it wasn't my passion per se. My real passion is learning and teaching. And I can do that outside of academia. I don't have to financially disadvantage myself pursuing my passion of learning and teaching. I can do that at home. And I feel like I can read all the books now and like there's not a lot of structure to what I have to read. Like there's no mandated reading. I can learn so much now. I just feel like a sponge and I'm just learning and learning and learning. And as it turns out, I can also teach right at home. I found the root of my passion in a way that is easy for me and in a way that really fulfills me and I'm not as stressed. So whatever your passion is, whatever you think your passion is, get to the root of it and see how you can engage in it still while setting yourself up for success. How can you engage in your passion and bring yourself the most joy in the most efficient way with the least sacrifices and the most profit? And you don't need to miss out on wealth building opportunities, on having fun and investing in deep, meaningful personal relationships to pursue your passion. Okay, your greatest passion should be yourself and whatever fills your cup. So quit early and quit fast. Obviously, no nuance, Nelly. If all signs point to success in whatever it is you're doing, you push through the setbacks, the delays, whatever it is, okay? If you know this thing that you're pursuing is going to bring you the results that you want, push through, okay? Be relentless. But if you have other more viable options and you're choosing the hard way for whatever masochistic reason, you need to develop some self-love. Struggle is not your birthright and I don't claim that for you. When you stop choosing struggle, you will then face a struggle that you are unfamiliar with and you may not be able to solve. Like, is that your fear? Well, I'm telling you now, when you solve the higher level struggles, the higher level problems, because you stopped embracing and struggling with the lower level struggles, you find more peace you actually get more of what you want. And I'm not gonna lie, when I stopped choosing the lower level struggle because they were what's familiar and I knew how to work through them, I felt like I had control because I'm choosing the lower level struggle. That's the thing too, you don't wanna lose control. You wanna keep the lower level struggle that you have right now because it is familiar and you can control it. So when I stopped choosing the lower level struggle and I started struggling with higher level struggle, it was so unfamiliar. I felt so uncomfortable and alone, okay? It was definitely emotionally very lonely. But as I already told you last time when we had our little call, you will attract the people who will help you with your new higher level struggles once you align with your dream life. So the more closely you align with the people who populate your dream life, the faster your dream life will get here because people bring your future. So you need to attract people. So what are you waiting for? Okay, stop choosing the lower level struggle, okay? Don't be scared that you will now face higher level struggle and no one around you can help you with it because the people who will help you will find you once you get there. Stop fighting reality and start working with it. Stop getting mad and start getting paid. Bestie, wake up.